pride and shame are inextricably linked. And now for Forgive and Humble Yourself. Humble yourself. Forgive yourself then humble yourself. Most of the time, whenever I hear it, it's just forgive yourself, forgive yourself, forgive yourself. But that second part doesn't come in as often. It's hard. It's both a hard, honestly, forgiving yourself and humbling yourself, both a hard. But if you don't humble yourself, you'll have to re-forgive yourself. You'll have to do it again. So I watched a movie today. It's a really awesome movie, honestly. I highly recommend that everybody go and see this movie. This was a very inspiring movie. It was Creed Three. I'm going to try my best not to spoil it, honestly. But basically, I think that in that movie, it was a very, very, very good depiction of forgive yourself, then humble yourself. Creed basically had a friend that came back in town and stuff happened in their past to where Creed hurt the guy's feelings. I mean, he did things that he was ashamed of to this guy. And yeah, it just was always in him. He never forgave himself for it. And basically what ended up happening was instead of actually focusing on internally forgiving himself, he just decided to just punch people in the face. That was his, that was his solution. His like solution wasn't, let me focus inwardly and let me figure out what's going on up in here. His solution was just, let me punch somebody. But in the end, he actually got it right. <laughs> he realized Honestly, like all this super epic battle happened for the entire movie. But in the very end, the most important thing came together and that all that fighting was not necessary. It was 100% unnecessary for his satisfaction and his peace. There was so much stuff that happened that like so much pain that they went through that they didn't really need to go through. They just needed a heart to heart and the heart to heart helped them to forgive themselves. They helped each other forgive themselves. They were like, brother, it wasn't your fault. And that helps me say, oh, it's not my fault because you don't think it's my fault. And then I say the same thing to you. It's not your fault. And then I'm helping you forgive yourself. That's what happened. <laughs> and they were fine. There was no need to punch each other in the face. But in actuality, we often do this. Instead of like looking inside and realizing I need to forgive myself, we like look externally and we try to figure out the solution in all these different types of ways. But forgiveness is one of the most powerful things. Like God really cares about forgiveness, like you forgiving other people. But it's also like you have to give every single thing that is frustrating you, that you've done, that you're ashamed of, that all these things that you have inside in your past, you have to give them to the spirit. And the reason you have to give them to the spirit is because if you are clutching onto the past, it's hard for the spirit to deal with it because it's not exactly in the spirit's hands. It's in yours. And it's not that the spirit can't like take it from you. It's not that it can't. It doesn't want to steal from you. It doesn't want to steal. It wants you to give it as a gift. And so when you give things as a gift, it can have so much more control. It can do so much more things because it can't do things that are contrary to God's nature. And it desires to only accept gifts. And your pain is a gift to God if you share it with him. And so I highly encourage you just give it to the spirit. And yes, you hear that a lot. The second piece like, is honestly more important in that once you forgive yourself, you have to then humble yourself, forgive yourself, then humble yourself. And I want to give a depiction of kind of what happens with pride and shame. Basically in the Bible, it says, 
When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person, oh, this is Luke chapter 14, 8 to 11, sorry, Luke chapter 14, 8 to 11. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. That last verse is really important. It's an iconic verse. All those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. One of the things that came to me that I realized, and it's so important, it's very, very important. I never really thought about it in this way, but we do a lot of puffing ourselves up, like with pride. to say, I did this, I did that, I have this idea, I have that idea. I'm smart, I'm beautiful, whatever it is. I've accomplished this and that. But in reality, here's like what happens with pride. Pride and shame are inextricably linked. The more pride that you puff yourself up with, the more shame that you're puffing yourself up with to feel later. Basically, you can view it like a balloon. It's like you have like a rock inside of a balloon. And if you pump it up, the air that's in there, it's not real substance. It's not real substance inside of this balloon. But if you just you just keep blowing it up, then what happens is there's going to be a whole bunch of air and only a little bit of rock. And when you pop it, it'll get stuck back to the rock and people will see the real substance that's inside. And so basically, whenever you pump yourself up full of air, you look bigger to the outside world. Like they're looking at you and you're huge, you're a big old balloon. But you see that you only have this small little rock inside of yourself. And people like going around and popping balloons. It's just, I don't know why, it's just satisfying. People like bubble wrap. People like sitting on balloons at parties. It's just like popping. It's just a sound. I don't know what it is. And so imagine like in this world, this is what happens. People just go and pop balloons, you know? And so basically, the more that you fill yourself up with this pride and this air puffing your head up, make a big head, the more shame that you are puffing yourself up with to feel later. The bigger the air is inside of you, the more that you're going to deflate later. And it's like you're basically building up consequences that you're just about certainly going to feel later. And it's going to seep into your life like over and over and over again. And when you forgive yourself, once you puff yourself up and say, I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. And it's false. Then you'll feel like you failed. You failed at whatever standard it is. And then you have to forgive yourself again for failing at whatever standard that is. Like you're supposed to be this great person, but you're not. You're not this great person. You're this fallible, sin-filled creature. And if you don't humble yourself to see that, then it's like you'll always be looking at a target that you'll never be hitting. And so it's important to forgive yourself. And the humbling yourself part is extremely important because if you don't humble yourself after you forgive yourself, then you'll likely be someone that just goes, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> forgive myself. They did it wrong. They've done everything wrong. But when you humble yourself, then you're able to see I forgive myself. I understand that I'm broken, I'm bruised, but I also forgive them. I understand that they're broken and they're bruised. And I humble myself before the King. I humble myself before Jesus. And you don't have to fall into a cycle of puffing yourself up and popping it and puffing yourself up and popping it and feeling shame in a loop, basically. 
And so I would highly encourage in the spirit of Easter to just take a little bit of time, you know, alone and just see if there's anything in your past that you need to give to the spirit and forgive yourself and then humble yourself. Forgive yourself, then humble yourself. Forgive yourself, then humble yourself. I can't stress it enough. And so, yes, I hope you all have a really good Easter today. Thank you for listening and God bless you. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Forgive and Humble Yourself by Joseph Bronner. This message is number 6620. That's 6620 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6620 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word. Brothers of the Word.